I mean, oh, I don't know about Toby Keith, man. No, I hate Toby Keith. I, I'm not a he huge. He just seems there, like a there's... big goon to me. Like he just seems like a big dumbo. It's just the most blatant pandering I've ever heard. I I mean, there are country. I, I don't. I don't hate country music at all. No, I don't you know either. What I'm saying? Yeah. But God, Toby Keith is like he's bad. The epitome of what people make fun of in country music. I, I, it baffles me that he sells records. It baffles me. At the same time, though, he is still what I expect when I think about like that image. Whereas whatever I saw at the Country Music Awards were a bunch of weirdos with the leather studs and the earrings, and it's like, yeah, it reminds me. It reminds me of politics. I feel like it's cyclical. I feel like like you look at the CMAs right now. When you look at the Grammys and the people who are winning oh, stuff. I looked at them. <laughs> oh, you! I'm sure you did. Hey. Uh, long and hard. Hey. Um, hey. hey ho, ho, ho. <laughs> if you look at who's winning, it's that type of thing now. And it's like politics where every, there's periods of time where everything moves to the middle. But there's always a response, you know? And right. you see it in a lot of the younger bands that win. Like Mumford & Sons won uh, a Grammy. They're in no way like pop. Uh, bon Iver won at the Grammys. There's a lot of these, like I'm saying folk bands that are getting a lot of notice. Wait a minute, is, no, that, like, is that how you say that guy? I always assumed it was Bon Iver. It's Bon Iver. No, it's not. Get out of here with that. No, it's, it's Bon Iver. Who the hell does he think he is? Bon, bon Iver. Oh, shut hey, up. No, you're not. I mean, as, as obnoxious as that, and his story is also obnoxious, like how he wrote his, his CD. Oh, what did he do? He like broke up with a girl or something, or someone broke up with him, and he was super sad. So he moved out to a his family's cabin in like uh, Michigan yeah, 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 and yeah. lived out there and like drank a ton of beer and wrote this CD. No, yeah. that's 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 super bullshit. That's but, too much. Yeah. But the CD is awesome. Like, okay, it's one of those things where it's like him. He seems really obnoxious, and his story is really obnoxious, and his name is really obnoxious. It sounds like a catering company, not a guy. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, the, the I'm Bon Iver. No, you're not. <laughs> Dude, you're Bon Iver. I can read. Pho- I can read phonics. I can. And I. You can't fool me. Uh, whatever. All, all this to say. Yeah. The music is good. So. Okay. I think it's cyclical. I think in five to ten years, we're gonna have re- like folky bands are gonna be this at the CMAs, or I don't know, maybe not. Maybe the CMAs and these mainstream award shows are always gonna have the. Leather leather band dudes. There's a lot of those dudes. I just I thought that was so weird. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway, we're belaboring that. But you know how you're talking about a new TV? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I got a new TV for you. Listen to this. Ooh. This is the Sony 4K XBR 84X900 TV. My lord. <laughs> this, is, this is the company's first 4K screen, and it comes in only one size, 84 inches. Jesus Christ. And it uses something called passive 3D technology, which... <laughs> bullshit 84 inches dude that's a powerfully large screen where do you put it you don't you don't put it you put it in your garage twenty five thousand dollars holy mackerel putting aside the fact that you'd have to get a screen at least that big to be able to tell the difference between 1080p and 4k Mm -hmm. so so it's already insane like where do you physically put a tv like that Oh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna put two in my bathroom so I can watch the sports while I take a shit. No, dude, because your bathroom is only sixty four inches long. Right. No, that's how many feet is eighty four inches? Sixty is it's seven feet. It's six feet. No, it's a seven foot diagonal. Seventy seventy two is six. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's... Seven feet. Good God. This has been the math hour with Dustin and Will. 
<laughs> the math failure the hour. Math, like, the non-math hour. That is a TV the size of Yao Ming. It's a large TV, yeah. That is a Yao Ming-sized TV. Yao Ming laid on the ground, and they made a TV around him. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. $25,000 for that. I just don't understand where you put it. Well, I, I think I think if you're if you're at a point where you're going to buy this TV, you have like a media room. Do you have, you can you put have it on a wall. Like a one wall is screen. But you've got to figure that event, you know, in five years, it'll be a fifth of that price and people will be buying them. Well, but if, if you have if the not, money to drop $25,000 on an 84-inch TV, then you'll just buy a new one. That's something I've noticed that I do, and you do the same thing. People who do not have money seem to approach these things in the more logical way, as people would without money. But I feel like we are thinking about it in the wrong way. Like, we're thinking about, oh my god, I'm going to blow every every bit of dollar that I have. Right. Every bit of, of monetary worth. That I could possibly have and call in. I, I will go exactly. away. Right. <laughs> and I'm, first off, I'm not going to be able to put it in my tiny shithole apartment. I'm not going to, you know, that's the way we think. We don't think the way someone who's going to buy this does. I guess you're you right. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel the same way when I see a car on sale for like a $100,000. And I'm like, that's obscene. I can buy the same thing for $10,000. That's not the way we... I sort of get the car thing because in most cases, I would say an expensive car does more than just look pretty. I would, you know, like it, it might be a better performing car. Maybe. Yeah. So I sort of, I'm 10% of, of to the point where I get that. Just barely. But I'm like, I sort of understand that. But th- yeah. but but th- something like this, no, it's just no. It's weird. It's weird. So I read something about beards. I thought you might be interested in that. Oh. Read an article today where someone did a study about beards, and they did the study across like an unbelievably large array of cultures. Like they did sub-Saharan Africa, Eastern Europe, America, like every range of culture and economic and whatever you could do. And the eventual determination was. Beards are for men, basically. The 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 look of a beard. Women, <laughs> well, women. I hope to God so. Well, no, I mean like women. It doesn't matter where. Generally, don't like beards. Okay, that's what I figured. The point of a beard is to basically scare off other men. That was what this was the the, the determination. <laughs> the determination was, I have a beard, meaning I have manliness to stay away from uh, my things <laughs> from my area that was what this, my this determination was and they have said the only benefit for a woman would be to show that you have a lot of testosterone but there are other factors that show that already that are less unsexy <laughs> exactly so the beard is basically a useless thing for women it is almost evolutionarily at least entirely made for other men so I wanted to let you know that you are, uh, at, you're at the exact same time that you are repelling women. You're okay. impressing guys. So I feel like that's awesome. Uh, fellas, will is available. <laughs> so just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Did the study conclude anything else? Were there any other? Were there any statistics about like percentage of men who? Do you remember any of that stuff? Or I think they also said that men with beards are are less intelligent generally. <laughs> No, no. It was basically entirely on, like, why did men have beards ever? And that is, general consensus is, based on surveys of populations now, it was for other dudes. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that, yeah, that is that is interesting. Yeah. I had a thing that I saw in New York. Okay. This is a, a topical 
an issue. What, hey, well, by me. the way, I didn't Ooh. do the thing where uh, the date is November 4th and the podcast is called Podsiden, which people have probably figured that out by now, given that we're talking about things that happened this week. But I like the idea of someone listening up until this point and being like, finally, I got the date. <laughs> I can turn this shitty thing off. <laughs> right. All I need to know is the date. It is, I listen uh, to I listen to Podsiden so I can get the current date. I had to sit through an hour of just bullshit, well, and now I know it's November fourth. Thank you. In that vein, for that for that group of people, it's also seventy six degrees outside, clear skies, visibility is high, uh, wind speed is about ten knots. It is clear skies in Boston, forty one degrees okay. with, a, with a light breeze. I would estimate seven to nine miles per hour breeze. Seven to nine miles per okay. Yes. That's a healthy breeze. That's a healthy breeze. Trees are moving. Trees are moving and shaking out here. Are you still kind of going out on the balcony to wake yourself up? Is that a thing that happens? Do you, do you do that? Well, for all the listeners out there, I live in a, a three-story penthouse apartment in Boston. <laughs> That's true. I should clarify which balcony of your seven balconies you do this on. I usually – it's nine now. We had two oh, balconies extended. Oh, you had two extended. more balconies. Yeah. Okay. I um, don't generally do that on my balcony, although it would work, mainly because – that seems like a lot of effort. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I'd like to point out that we did uh, upgrade our balcony. I painted. I I come on. Not only did I paint our balcony, I sanded away the old paint. I primed it and then I painted it. Get out of here. I did. Oh my god. I am a handy man. So, dude, I wanted to tell you also. I was reading the study that said that men who paint and sand things do it solely for the attention of other men. That was what... Well, no, I did. I did. I actually would call down and heckle men walking in the street. <laughs> well, I painted in like very short shorts and like a, a like a midriff tank top. You look like one of the village people. You're like the painter. Is there a painter in the village people? There was. I don't yeah, know if there was. was a... <laughs> was there a sander? Was there like a car... was there a carpenter in the village people? There was a carpenter. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that's. I don't think there was a carpenter. <laughs> I don't. Um, was there a blacksmith in the village people? Anyway, the medieval village people. <laughs> the medieval village, dude. That's awesome. There's your Grammy right there. The medieval that's village a, people. That's a pretty phenomenal. What would who you would have? Be in the medi- who would who would be there? Um, there would be the the blacksmith. There'd be a like a jester, like a troubadour. Would there be an executioner? There'd definitely be a, a headsman. A headsman. Um, okay, so we have a headsman. We have a jester. We have a blacksmith. There probably should be like a like a like a naval merchant. A merchant, okay, and then I think we should have uh, someone who is is begging for alms. I feel like they did that a lot in the older days. What about like um, like an owner of an inn? You could have that. An innsman, like yes. an innsman. <laughs> hey, have you seen the innsman? He's down at the end. I believe it's, it's it's actually called an innkeeper, but I like innsman. So, what about like a captain of the guard, like a soldier? Okay, we should have a soldier. There's, I, I'm worried of a little too much overlap between them and the executioner. Yeah, that's true. They would each wear like half of a chainmail outfit, right? You know, because that's part of the village people's appeal. And then they would is the, and then is their armor, right? Their armor. I like this. What about like royalty? What about like a like a duke? Yeah, the only problem with that is you have to look at the original village people. It's it's a pretty blue collar. Okay, of, uh, that, yeah, folks. that's that's a good point. You know, we I mean we don't want to go you know investment banker type. <laughs> The original, yeah. the original village people. That was a band made for the for the lower class. Well, how about how about that? How about the the the, the modern one percent village people? What would it be? It would be Ooh. like 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 Wall Street, like a Wall Street dude. We have a Wall Street guy, like a like a mogul, like a Warren Buffett type. 
We'd have to have someone who inherited all their money. Someone who's never worked a day in their life has a trust, trust fund. It could be like a Paris Hilton. Yeah, like a just a famous person who's famous for being famous and famous. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. We could have a politician. Got to have a politician. They're it could be like a famous. rich politician, yeah. It could be... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What about like a like a entrepreneur, like a Steve Jobs guy? guy. Oh my god, entrepreneur. There's a subject. God, I hate entrepreneuring. <laughs> what does that mean? What a what a just a what a what a load of crap that is. <laughs> I think you're I think you're just jealous. Why do you hate entrepreneurs? I am no, this is what I am jealous of many things, Will, and you know I, this. I'm jealous of everyone is. Ninety percent of my life is jealousy over people who have th- better things than I do. Well that of course, every yeah, mine too. I am not jealous of entrepreneurs. No? It is I would be embarrassed to be okay, well, we have uh... some friends who are <laughs> slow that hate train down a little bit I have i'm gonna slow I'm gonna, I'm gonna slow the hate train down a bit <laughs> there there are in as in any as in any profession there are legitimate entrepreneurs who who begin things and and in that way it is respectful it is respected I think entrepreneurs entrepreneuring as a thing has been overcome by just just crap and just just spe- a mudslide of shit has just overwhelmed entrepreneuring. <laughs> Like, for example, I'm going to give you an example of something. Please do. There was a guy. There was a guy who who. Um, Examples enrich any story. So there was a guy who who um, I saw on Facebook won an, won some type of award, right? And it's an entrepreneuring award. So I looked it up, and everyone who on this who is the, this entrepreneuring award, I don't remember what it's. It's like the 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 Bill O'Brien Smithville entrepreneurship title or something. I don't. know. Whatever. <laughs> There's. There's, oh, that's the most prestigious award. It is, it is definitely the it's, best it's, award. The, it's, it's the Nobel Prize for entrepreneur uh, entrepreneuring. So anyway, on this website, it's basically just got a list of people who won the award. It's got a little picture of their face, a little blurb of what they did, and you can click on their on their face, and it leads to a page about each person with like a a, a video where they talk about their thing. We had a thing when I was in fourth grade. Where you had to invent a product. This was for a science class. Oh, I see. And I so invented... this is the, the, I, now we're getting down to the reason for this hatred. Okay. Well, I invented a product, oh. and it was a it was a it was a a plant. It was a house plant. On the bottom of each house plant, what I did, I took a bunch of double sided tape, and I stuck on this double sided tape a fruit snack. And <laughs> the okay. the point of this invention was the fruit snack would attract bugs which would be stuck to the double-sided tape, and it would remove bugs. And although I didn't think this through, no. your plant would be filled with bugs and with rotted fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's pretty fresh. I like that. Anyway, uh-huh. this website, all these people, it was filled with that. It was filled with people who have done that. I was worried that you were going to tell a story where you tried to convince the judges of this elementary school invention competition that you invented plants, like that you invented nature. I would have won. I feel like had I had I been able to <laughs> do that. You invented photosynthesis and Earth was yes. for your invention. Well, I, I invented the com- combination of them. I didn't invent them. I invented combining them to form plants. Right. And on the first day, Dustin created the Earth. I look at this entrepreneurship thing, and it's like I in, I invented a a website where if you want to do public speaking. It's, it's a bunch of middlemen. Like 90% of this was I invented a website where if you want to have a public speaker, you send me $5 and I'll put you on my website. And then people who want to public speak come to my website and find someone who needs a public speaker and they can be united in this glorious public speaking fest. Well, all inventions make something more convenient. I, I, fi- I find every aspect of that useless. Well, yeah, you find and it useless because you're not it, trying to get speakers though. But why – 
an entrepreneur an entrepreneur used to be someone like I'm thinking of someone who so there was an article about Starbucks that I read that was fascinating. This guy created a company that was a centralized locator of something. He was on the on the cusp of the coffee like explosion. That company began as a guy who thought there's no place to go for good quality roasted coffee beans. I'm going to do it. He did a product everyone needed. Huge reward. Or you look at the computer, like, you know, Steve Jobs or whatever. These people invented things, products that were useful. You're saying physical, here, physical shit, tangible shit. Right. One guy on this entrepreneur website created a hangover pill. It was a pill you took that had, like, vitamins in it. He invented a vitamin. He invented, he invented a Centrum Silver. And it was supposed to be, if you took it before you got wasted, it made your hangover less severe. Really? Really? And then I saw, I saw some guy post on, his, on, a, on a Facebook thing like, I, any entrepreneurs, I'm coming to an entrepreneur conference. A conference on entrepreneuring. Everyone has a conference. Let's go to a conference. Let's all get together and we'll talk about things. It's always in Las Vegas, too, which is kind of skeezy. Like, they're definitely just going to go to, to prostitutes afterward. Like, that's what they're going to do. Right, right. I mean, I don't want to belittle because I do think entrepreneurs, there are plenty of entrepreneurs who create great things and who are great thinkers outside the box. But I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, it would be as if we said doctors now are anyone who looks at their body and is, wonders what this mole is. That's a doctor. <laughs> it's a doctor. Hey, what's that, I'm a doctor. My, what's that on my leg? Oh man, this, there's a strange lump on my toe. Good mm-hmm. thing I'm a doctor now. Yeah. That's, that's what. Dustin anyway. MD. Well... What was I going to go into? Did I say what I was going to go into? What did I say before we got off on the village people? I don't know. I, I hijacked that and turned it no, into No, that's awesome. Weird. But what I, Oh, New York. Yeah, I wanted to tell you about an exotic dance club near Albany, New York. Ooh. Ooh. Um, the owners of Night Moves. <laughs> oh, my God. An exotic, which I believe was the name of like a really weird Gene Hackman movie in the 70s, but... The owner of Night Moves had sought to have pole dancing and private lap dances qualified as tax-exempt because revenue collected from, quote, dramatic or musical arts performances is not taxable under state law. The state's court of appeals recently decided against the club in a 4-3 to three ruling. Huh. Judge, <laughs> Judge Robert Smith wrote a dissenting opinion in which he stated that Deciding a dance form's artistic merit, quote, is not the function of the tax collector, end quote. Oh, you know Robert Smith is up at night moves like every day. Oh, my God. He is there at noon. He is posted up in that place. Oh, man. Legs and eggs and night moves with Robert Smith. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Dramatic or musical arts performances. Hey, boys, let's go down and see a musical arts performance down at night moves tonight. Like, for real? (laughs) I'm just an enthusiast of the dramatic arts. Oh, my God. Titties. Like, but at the same time, maybe they got a point. These are the issues that we deal with as a country, as a nation. Yeah. No, you're right. Maybe they got a point. It's fascinating seeing what people is is dancing on a pole, sliding down a greased pole. Mm -hmm. Is that art? Is your vagina art? I would say yes. (laughs) Very artistic. As someone who has at one point seen a vagina. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you would say it has a lot of artistic merit. I would vote yes. Just, yes. just the general, the organ, the idea of it. Yes, is is an art form. I, I guarantee that that place is the skeeviest little joint in the world. R.L. Stein. He's got a new book out. Mm-hmm. Red Rain or something like that, right? Red Rain. Mm-hmm. Now, 
apparently Red Rain not doing so hot, mm-hmm. not getting reviews are not not uh, not stellar. But I saw this and it made me think of you know I used to be way into Goosebumps. Oh, same here. I used to have them all. Yeah, awesome. I had tons of them and. I saw a photograph, because I'm at my parents' house right now, I saw a photograph of myself, I think it would have been like third or fourth grade, but I've got a Goosebumps backpack, I've got a Goosebumps lunchbox, I I am set up. I've got mm. both, and I got my haircut, and everything is you just... Your, you got your Goosebumps haircut? I am <laughs> I am on point. I mean, you sound like a sexy young man. Like a, <laughs> Hey, that's a, that's a sexy fourth grader right there. Yeah. Look at that sexy fourth grader. So I go on Wikipedia, and there are some Goosebumps books that I don't really remember. I feel like maybe Goosebumps has changed a little bit since you and I w- would have been avid fans. Let me, let me give you a few of these. Uh-oh. It Came from the Internet. Oh, my God. Secret Agent Grandma. Invasion of the Body Squeezers. What? Is that porn? That's porn. What's crazy about them is I think most of these are also porn titles. Uh, the Tale of the Blue Monkey. Oh, that is worrisome. Who let the there's there's a weird like there's a weird motif here with the next few. Who let the ghosts out? Have you met my ghoul friend? The big blueberry barf off. The teacher from heck, and the Heine Prize. H e i n i e the Heine Prize. Oh, I don't like that at all. Um, R. L. Stein, is everything all right over there? So I read an article about this Red Rain book. Uh, it was a book review, you know. And and as anything that deals with something that was so nostalgic for so many people, like it basically turned into an article about how great Goosebumps were. Okay. But the author was talking about this. Like he was running through some of the greatest Goosebumps, like you know, Night of the Living Dummies. Sure. The Mask. You know. Classic. I remember these, and he, I mean, and they were they were bringing them up. It's like, Arl Stein had a great knack for making things terrifying, but not unchildish like these were children's books and i i I haven't reread them in in, well since i was a child but i assume there's something i would let my children read you know it's not like terrifying but but they were still they scared the shit out of me as a kid Hmm. like the mask that mask one where the guy kid puts on the mask and it sticks to his face and it becomes like this that scared the shit out of me i didn't wear a mask that year like even one of the tiny ones with the little rubber bands i was into that phantom of the whatever it wasn't phantom of the opera it was whatever Whatever the replacement was for that. Yeah, yeah. There was a phantom. All this to say, like, that was what was so great about it. And I'm sorry, the blueberry barf off. It's not something I yeah. feel like that is going to necessarily be... It came from the internet. Well, yeah, I bet it did. Yeah. Chances are, if it's horrifying, it did. That's a book just about Reddit. <laughs> it's a book about... Did you hear about the, the, the big Reddit troll that got uh, unmasked? No, I don't... I honestly don't really know what Reddit is. So I don't, I don't either. I'm not a Reddit guy. What is it? Is, uh, I know it seems like it's a, it's like a forum for everything. It's a forum for everything. Their, their motto is the front page of the internet. Okay. They basically have every single thing, for good or for terrifyingly evil, evil on that. <laughs> okay, sure. The most sinister of sinister ideas. Exactly. There's a guy. His name, he, his handle was Violent Acres. He basically was a guy who was uh, big in Reddit from like the very beginning, right? He was big in Reddit from like. When it was pretty young, he but he didn't work for them. He was known as the biggest troll on Reddit, which is a huge thing. Some of his subreddits were, and this is these are disgusting. Like pictures of dead kids was one they did, or underage. He had a really popular one called Jailbait, where it was like pictures of young of underage girls in like bikinis and stuff. Great. This was the guy we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a a fairly 
cream of the crop type upstanding dude yeah that's trolling at this point that's what trolling is that's what exactly that's just being a rotten dude i had a big problem with with that and, and no one talked about it but the fact that that is what a troll is a troll is just like was Adolf Hitler a troll? Was he right? Did he troll Europe for like right? <laughs> like is that that's years? what like, we're no. calling a troll now? Like, that's not that's yeah, not what a troll is. A troll is you're knocking down something that probably could use a good knocking down. Right. I don't know. That was weird. I have uh, I have one more thing on my list. Okay, you got a thing? Yeah. I need to find my I have I have it on my my iPad here under notes. Ooh, wait, your iPad? I didn't know you had an iPad. Where'd you get that? Oh. <laughs> I have an iPad, sir. Right. I'm at the cutting edge of technology. After which balcony did you get the iPad? So I have a, an iPad for each balcony, and I bought this <laughs> one for my seventh balcony. That's kind of that's kind of awesome. The last thing I had on my list here is I want to do a, a would you rather, a quick would you rather oh, game. Oh, you have a would you rather game. All right. Yes. I have a couple more things. Should we wait and save that for the end, and then and then I'll close us out with kind of some news? Let's do it. Let's, that's, that sounds like You want to do idea. it that way? Okay. Actually, I think I really just had... Oh, fuck it. I don't know. These holidays aren't very good. Let me just run through some holidays very quickly. They're not very rich this time, but I feel like I need to keep with tradition on the show here. Okay. November 1st, World Vegan Day. Ooh. Exciting. Yeah, no. November 4th is the Day of Love in Egypt. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. November 9th is Schickelstag, which translates as the, wow. day, as the day of destiny in Germany. Okay, that's incredible. Now, that's awesome, right? Yeah. I'll be has, celebrating that. It has something to do with like several different events in Germany's history occurring on the same day on November 9th. Something about Schickelschag or Schicksalstag. Schick it doesn't matter. Uh, November 11th is China Singles Day. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your party. November 13th is World Kindness Day. Aw. <laughs> that's um, sweet. November 14th is the Day of the Colombian Woman. Uh, <laughs> I don't these know. are these are phenomenal you holidays. Like, you like these I don't know what you're talking about. November fifteenth is America Recycles Day, which I don't think it. That's I lame. still I don't think it does. That's like a falsehood. Still, I don't. Hey, I get the impression I recycle. No, I don't. I hate recycling. Well, I get the impression that recycling is like it's just separating trash. Like it's just different landfills at this point. Yes. I don't know. There's something about asking me to believe that like this empty water bottle can turn back into another water bottle in six months. I just don't buy it. It's magic. It's black magic. No, it doesn't seem like anyone would go through all that effort. People are too selfish. Like, no one would do all that. America doesn't recycle. That's baloney. That's true. That's baloney. Um, That's baloney. It's also, just as far as the month goes, it is apparently International Impotency Month. <laughs> and I found it. It's the saddest month ever. It's the crappiest month. I found out oh, about no. this. I, I ended up on a website called menstuff.org. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Which was, you know, that's one of those choice internet destinations. I'm going to be honest with you, Will. I really don't want to know how you found out about men's impetusima. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's also, it's also Sweet Potato Awareness Month. <laughs> and now here's a thing that I didn't know. Here's some informational, you know, part of Podsidon is, is to function as edutainment. Well, this is some edutainment right here. Ooh, here we go. The yam is a completely different from a sweet potato. Yeah. The, oh, you know that? Yes, I found that out. Apparently, a yam is in a completely different botanical family, if you will, <laughs> as it were. Apparently, it's related to grasses and lilies, and uh, they're mostly grown in Asia. They can grow up to be like 100 pounds, but mm -hmm. it really has nothing to do with a sweet potato, which is common over here. Yes. Hmm. That's interesting. So now I'm aware. It's Sweet Potato Awareness Month, and I have made Podside and listeners more aware of 
trivia and factoids and errata around sweet potatoes. How about that? I support the increase of knowledge everywhere. <laughs> How about that would you rather thing? So I wanted to do a, a would you rather live. I wanted to, to pose like two or three would you rather live in blanks. What inspired this? Just, just you had this. So you what, were, what inspired you were thinking this is, about these, or you? Well, what inspired this is, is the the book I'm writing is about a guy who moves up to a uh, he he has a, a personal trauma in his life, and so he moves up to a small New England town where he is the caretaker of a uh, lighthouse uh, which overlooks a graveyard. There are a lot of buzzwords in that summary that sort of activated my spider sense. So right, you're, right. You're on, which I think you're on the right track. <laughs> yes. Um, his only job is to maintain this lighthouse and this graveyard. So the would you rather was, would you rather live in a small cabin, which was the caretaker's house for an incredibly ancient graveyard in the middle of a forest, or would you rather live in a lighthouse built in, into a rocky outcropping on a cliff? Lighthouse, absolutely no question. No question? Lighthouse on the cliff? Okay. What am I going to live in a cemetery? with a? am not going to live in a, by a cemetery. Are you kidding me? Isolated by myself? I'd get killed by zombies the first night. Probably. But I feel like that's a kind of an epic picture, though, right? Like It's an epic picture, but, dude, it's me. Like, you're, you're asking would point. Will rather. Although, no, I guarantee you I guarantee you, the first night that you live in that lighthouse, you're going to fall and break your neck on some rocks. Well, fine, but at least I, <laughs> at least I didn't get my brains eaten, okay? Right. And it's still a lighthouse. Like I can say before I died, I got to live in a lighthouse. That's that's true. Can I okay, – so wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can we – what can my lighthouse – like can it overlook something awesome? Can it be overlooking like a, like a, like a coming storm? Oh, yeah. There are plenty of storms. There's okay. constant storms. Like there's never not a storm. Can the lighthouse right, – exactly. how about this? Can there be a storm and then the lighthouse and the cliff facing exist in the eye of the storm? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes, I will give you that. <laughs> you I'll on, give you, you the eye of the storm lighthouse. Thank you. Thank you for that charity. <laughs> See, it doesn't so, take much to make me happy. <laughs> that's true. So that that made yeah, me think though the two different settings. <laughs> okay. Like a, like a, like a, a few would you rather live in questions I wanted to pose to you. Would you rather live through a zombie apocalypse? Or would you rather live through like a like a vampire situation? So zombies are vampires, basically. Exactly. Something's going to end the world, and I have to pick which one. Yes. Vampires. No, zombies. Why? They're slower. Uh, I mean, you've got to give me the physics of each creature. Like, what, what myth are we running with here? Let's do um, remake Dawn of the Dead zombies, but not 28 Days Later. So they're fast, but they're not like these sentient creatures, you know what I'm saying? And the vampires or, are what? Or, what, and, the, what? and the vampires, I'm going to say, are... We'll go with the passage-type vampires. Although they're pretty tough. Yeah, let's say passage-type vampires, but they don't have the, like, exoskeleton. You can just shoot them and kill them. I think I'm doing that, then. Okay, interesting. You get 12 hours every day of, okay, in this apocalypse, is the sun still coming out? Yes, everything is normal, except for the, the, this, this thing. Then, yeah, for sure, for sure the vampires. Vampires? Okay. Because okay, you got sunlight is safe. Yeah, it's true, that's true. You can go live in a desert and you'll be safe. I'm going to go zombies because of their... Uh, lack of mental faculties. I feel like zombies, the fact that they're quite stupid, can be, uh, you can hold them off longer and easier. So the vampires in, in this case are just, hu- just they retain their no, they No, they don't think like, they don't think like people. But still, like, if you look at, I mean, they can jump and climb things and whatnot. Far more mobile. Okay, well, I kind of thought the Dawn of the Dead zombies could do that. No, they could just run. 
I'll give you another one. I'm going to I'm going to stick with my answer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Would you rather live at the base of a volcano? Not a active like crazy like like Hawaii volcano, but one that could go off. That's pretty epic. Would you rather live at the base of a volcano? Mount Will. Or would you rather live on a glacier? On a glacier, like a floating piece of ice? Yes, like a giant massive piece of ice. A country-sized piece of ice or like a like a like a farm-sized piece of ice. A uh, farm-sized, farm-sized piece of ice. But there's no danger of the ice just like slowly melting and me sinking. No, but you're living on a glacier. Yeah, I think I'll do that then. Go with the glacier. Because there is a, t- a chance that Mount Will could go off at any minute. But see, I if you, you know also what I have mean. to you also have to think the ground around a glacier typically quite fertile. Yeah. You could have a far more successful life at the base of a volcano. It's a mountain, though. It's hard to farm on, on, on mountainous things, right? That's true. Yeah, I used to write. You're right. Also, a glacier, you don't have to worry about water. Good point. Didn't think about that. Good point. Glacier for sure. Glacier for sure. As long as it's not like a situation where within 15 years, the glacier is guaranteed to be half as close to, the, to sea level. Okay. And I have one more for you. Yeah. Would you rather live in a forest in a series of tree houses a vast network of tree houses no like a tree city already no because i'd fall and break my face really because i was going to say that or would you rather live in an underground city oh no forget that yeah a tree city tree city yeah of course really yeah what am i gonna live in an underground like caves i don't need to be more pale <laughs> i don't need to I be just imagine a, a far more pale like blind large-eyed will yeah it would turn into a golem yeah i don't want to look like that if i if i'm in the trees i could at least turn into like a like a bird or something <laughs> That's true. You could you, you could turn into a beautiful a beautiful I bird. Could turn into a beautiful eagle, <laughs> or something. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. We diverged on a few of those. Although I would live also in a tree in a tree city. What would you do in a tree? What what kind of a tree city though? How technologically advanced? Is there any difference in the tech level between the two? Or no, 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 no. There's no. It's not like the underground city comes with internet. My satellite would get better reception in the tree city. In a future where there is no internet or a past. <laughs> I was about to say, you're going to have a hard time having a future where there's no internet. (laughs) This isn't a time where there is no internet. The internet has gotten so crazy that it basically folded back on itself, and everyone's like, ah, it's old news. Like, the internet's whack. The internet's over with. Exactly. That's that's what I'm talking about. Podsiden1 at gmail.com, podsiden1.blogspot.com, and then the shows on iTunes. Those are all the places where you can contact me or find the podcast and, uh, you know, tell a buddy if you you got a podcast-inclined friend. Tell them, hey, I know this podcast where they analyze. I think what we did was we analyzed the world, the things in life that matter, I think. We did. We, we did. about enterprise. You, you, you come away from this podcast a far better person yeah. than going into it. It enriches your mind and your body and your soul and your heart. Yes, it does. And your feet. It puts a dance in your step. It makes you dance. You can dance. You notice mm-hmm. how rhythmic we were today. You can dance along to our conversating. You can yes. at the speed of like a waltz, like a... Like a Podsiden waltz. It's a beautiful thing that we do here. I very say, elegant. It's very elegant. Physically, it's a very beautiful thing. I, I wanted to uh, say here that if you want to contact me uh-huh. yeah. at any point, uh, you can reach me at uh, supersexy at gmail.com. <laughs> and that right. is super, uh, as you would normally spell it, sexy though with four X's mm-hmm. and seven I's. Yes, okay. So super super sexy at gmail.com That's weird. is where you can you can reach me. This has been like Dustin month on Podsiden, effectively. This is the first again you know, on we're bucking trends here with this episode. 
Oh my god, this is... You're the first repeat guest, like, in a row. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, you're bucking trends. I'm known as a bucker. Actually, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, I, I don't use this email account very often. No. I have a Yahoo email account, okay. which is thebucker69 at awesome. yahoo.com. Definitely with the 69. Don't forget about the 69. I literally went through 1 through 68 before I got an email that worked. <laughs> None of those were available. None <laughs> it just available. so happened that, you know, that was First the one available, thebucker69. So I, I, I expect to hear from, from many of you. Let me tell you what's going on in the world. All right, speak to me. A 41-year-old car washer from Brazil shocked his family by coming to his own wake after his family mistakenly ID'd a murdered man at the local morgue as him. Okay. Many of the attendees of the wake either fainted or fled when this happened. On first learning of the confusion, the man tried to call an acquaintance at the wake to inform them he was alive, but his call was dismissed as a prank. Oh, my God. Hey, dudes, I'm alive. I'm like, that guy there is not me. That guy there that you think is your family member and friend, that is, that's not me. My grandmother, my grandmother's very old. She's like, I think 90 at this point or late 80s. So she was, you know, alive a long time ago as grandmothers are <laughs> just by the fact that they're grandmothers. Anyway, she was at a, at a wake as well. Uh, no, this wasn't, this wasn't a wake. This was a, an actual open casket service. And at one point she went back into the, to the uh, church by herself, of course, to get something that she had forgotten. She was quite young, like eight, seven or eight. And because of the way bodies like rigor mortis and whatnot, mm -hmm. the girl like had slowly sat up in the coffin. Oh, yeah, she was like yeah, at a, yeah. at a, like a 45 degree angle. Oh my God. So my grandmother walks in, like goes up, doesn't notice this, looks up and the girl who has died, the woman who has died is sitting up in the casket. Oh, my and my grandmother God. told me that she, that was the most scared. She was telling me this because I remember we were talking on near Halloween about the most scared we've ever been. And that was still, and the, the, at the time she was 80. So she had lived like 60 plus years of not being as afraid as that moment. So I would be, I mean, I don't, I don't think I could go on after that. No, I, I feel like I was so frightened. Holy cow. All right. So continue. Since hunting season opened in September in Italy, hunting enthusiasts there have killed 13 people and wounded 33 others. Oh, my God. Oopsies. Oh, my God. What a ridiculous world. Everything all right, Italy? How are you guys doing over there? That thing, that hunting season where you're supposed to hunt animals, you're shooting each other. Right. It's the most dangerous game. Italy has, has turned into the most dangerous game. Right. Like Michael Keaton rolls in with a... Was Michael Keaton in that? I don't know. What he, I don't know. <laughs> How about a woman in Pinellas, Florida was charged with, second, with a second-degree misdemeanor for riding a manatee. The Florida... I've I heard about it. The Florida Manatee Sanctuary Act states that it is unlawful for any person at any time, by any means, to annoy, molest, harass, or disturb any manatee. Well, and didn't wasn't there like a big manhunt for her too? Like I read an article about this. <laughs> Probably. Like they found a they found a picture of this one like, this like overweight woman in like red a red swimsuit riding a manatee, and it was like an alert. Like, do you know this woman? <laughs> and she like turned herself in eventually, which I find hilarious. But... Yeah, apparently not realizing it was. I don't know. I like this idea of using a manatee as like a beast of burden, <laughs> like a like to transport things. Alert! A woman hooked up a cart full of. Wheat to the back of a manatee. <laughs> well, it's because they call it a sea cow. The rest of the article calls it a sea cow. But I, but I also like the it is unlawful for any person at any time by any means. Can I get a law like that for myself? Can I enact something where like when I go see a band that nobody <laughs> nobody can do nobody that can to molest me? you? Yeah, that's what always happens. Well, I think I think I think there are laws. 
that are supposedly <laughs> supposed to keep anti, you from being molested. <laughs> anti molestation laws. Never heard of those. I thought it was fully okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, a player in World of Warcraft has reached level ninety, which apparently now is the maximum level you can reach, without ever killing a single enemy. He has played for twelve days, four hours, and thirty-three seconds. He has taken ninety-two damage, which I assume is a low number. He has embarked on one quest, which was required. He has zero kills. Apparently he spends... This is a druid named Irenic, who plays on the Malginus server. Get a load of that name. Oh my god. Apparently he spends most of his time in the game doing archaeology and gathering things. This is the Gandhi. We have the Gandhi of World of Warcraft <laughs> yeah, I think, now. I don't know. I think I'm kind of down with this. Oh no, I love it. I He's a pacifist phenomenal. World of Warcraft player. It's the natural evolution of that game you figure there have to be some people who prefer to do this i just like i just like the idea of, a, of an archaeologist in world of warcraft <laughs> yeah like you're digging up bones and it's the epitome of world within a world right yeah you are studying the geological and anthropological history of a fake world the killington ski resort in vermont will use electricity generated from cow manure this year to run its K-1 Express gondola to the top of the resort's peak. Under the process, manure collected from barns on 13 local farms is mixed with wash water from milking equipment. The mixture is then processed into methane gas and burned to generate electricity. The program currently consumes 300,000 gallons of manure per day. <laughs> Podsiden, 300,000 gallons of manure per day. <laughs> oh my god, there's so much manure. An awful lot of manure. That is so much manure. Per day. That's a pretty popular gondola. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Anytime you can you can incorporate that much manure at the end of a podcast, that's a success. That's an A that is an A1 uh, podcast right there. No way.